Hi everyone, from me, Brent Graham, it's 9 o'clock on a Thursday night, it's the Handicap Rugby Chat that matters, and Rugby Chat is certainly going to matter in the weeks ahead as we are now under one month till the Rugby World Cup, and on tonight's show we will cover the two internationals taking place this weekend, usual rules apply with these, let's call them friendly fixtures, but we're also going to be having an early look at the Rugby World Cup betting, and here to do that with me, it's the Undertaker himself, Henrik Swart. Henrik, good to have you on the show, mate, I know you're hell of a busy, appreciate the time. But you must be getting super excited for the World Cup. Evening, Brent. Yeah, and I'm re- looking forward to it. Um, like you say, less than a month ago. So, yeah, it's exciting times. So only once in four years. The World Cup is the ultimate um, as a rugby supporter and as a punter. So many opportunities to make money. Um, so, I'm really looking forward to it. And, yeah, th- these build-up games... Um, you have to tread carefully with these and not not as important, but yeah, there's lots of rugby. Um, so yeah, it's a great time for a rugby punter and a rugby sport at the moment. It certainly is a welcome to the guys joining us on the live chat. We've got Mark, who's there uh, nice and early, and Fareed as well. Uh, Henrik, just before we go on, that, one thing I do feel sort of feel, I've been punting these rugby games this weekend. You know, not, not nothing too heavy. I actually managed to make a bit of a profit in the end. I got very fortunate I was on... I think the newsletter best bet was France over 20.5 and I and they scored 21 in the first half and never added another point. So so I got a bit lucky. I got a bit lucky on Aussie points as well. Um they scored a lot in the first half and then scored late. But I'm sort of determined not to go into the World Cup on a losing note. I'm, I'm I want to mm. go into the World Cup excited about the rugby, not having bet too much, and really feel fresh for a, for what is ultimately going to be what about six weeks of punting. Yeah, I, I'm I'm the same, Brent. I've got the same um mind. Uh, mindset and mind fr- frame at the moment so i don't want to get too too involved but the npc has also started and like you know i like the npc um i didn't get too involved last weekend um because i, I i've had a bit of a bad run before that like, like you i made a bit of profit last week and i was also on that that aussie overs um in the end we sweated but we had a bad well, sweat you and a bit you were WhatsApping, eh? we were WhatsApping on that one yeah it was it was Close. After the first, at halftime, I thought, yeah, easily we're going to get this. But yeah, then New Zealand came back and dominated a bit in the second half. Uh, but luckily, um, Australia came through and I made a profit like you. Um, so yeah, now now it's you you have to really be careful before the World Cup because the, these internationals, the, the, the warm-up games, the teams, they don't want to show a lot. They don't want to show their hand too early. So you can't really see anybody going all out, but but then again, it also counts for both teams playing each other in the, the warm-up games. But yeah, the World Cup is the place to make money. I like the World Cup. It's one of my favorite punting tournaments. Um, the underdogs normally are very good in the World Cup. You can go pluses and unders all the time and, and you, should, you should make profit in the end. Right, just uh, the boys are talking in the live chat. One, two, eight, six, eight, ten. Are you covering the MPC this year, Henrik? I don't know. I haven't actually looked personally at the MPC. I haven't been punting it. Have you kept an eye on it at all? Can you? I mean, I wouldn't go through each game, but are you in a in a position to give any bets tonight on that, or, or are you also yeah. out of the loop? No, we can go go through it, Brent. I've got one strong one there. Okay, excellent. So there we go. One, two, eight, six. We will have a look at that. But let's first get into the. The first warm-up game, England up against Wales. England started five and a half points, favourite at the Millennium Stadium last week. They started off like they made business, banged over a couple of penalties, led 9-6 at the break. But at the end of the day, a very disappointing England display, beaten 29 by the Welsh. 
Of course, loads of changes to both teams this week. What do you make of this handicap, Hendrik? I expected it to come out around nine and a half. I think it opened 12 and a half. Moved out slightly on the back of, of team news. Yeah, Brent, um, slight preference for the plus. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't got a, a, any strong feeling on this one. Um, the, England have been really poor lately. Um, they were poor at the back end of Eddie Jones, and they've been really poor under Steve Borthwick. Um, Wales, oh, they are, they've been poor as well. This is two teams that you can take on in the World Cup. Um, I, I'm going to be looking to take on both of these. I, I think they, they will be overvalued um, during the World Cup, e even though Wales are one of those teams that don't go away. They always seem to stay in the fight somehow. I'm going to be looking to take both these teams on in the World Cup. And with that, with, with that being said, with these two teams, I think um, Wales Plus is the way to go here. Yeah. On points, uh, I haven't checked the weather. Um, 45 seems a bit low. I would have liked to go under, um, but 45 just seems just too low to go under. I think small play on the plus, and that's it. Just and stay out of the game. Watch the game. Don't get too involved now. Just a small play on the plus for me. Fareed saying England on the minus. Wales made nine changes. Fareed, I was I was initially going to be looking at the Welsh. Uh, sorry, at the England minus here, but I'm actually with Henrik on this one. I've looked at it. Uh, England, yes, they, they look stronger than they did last week, but I quite like the team that Wales have selected, actually. I don't think they've selected a bad side, and I think that Wales can push them here. I'm also leaning towards overs. Need to confirm the weather, but uh, Twickenham certainly a ground that does drain very well, so if there is a bit of rain about before the game, it's probably not the end of the world. And I do like overs here. I think we're going to see a much more attacking England side than what we saw last week, and I think this Welsh side that is selected, I like the back line. I think there could be a few tries in them as well. So I'm I'm leaning towards Wales on the plus, but I'm withholding my bet for now. I might well end up taking a points play on this one. Right, well, that's it. Uh, let's have a look. Luando coming in and saying it's a very small bet on England 1 to 12. And I think, Luando, you've got the right idea there. Keep things mm -hmm. keep things pretty small on these warm-up games. Right, let's go on to the next one. We've only got the two games to talk about, but hold tight. We are going to run through the MPC as well, and we'll also talk about the... World Cup uh, betting odds. Right, we've got France minus 16 and a half here against Scotland. Henrik, this is exactly where I thought the game would be handicapped. I mean, last week we had a French side that was, uh, let's call them youthful. They certainly weren't the French A team. And uh, they ran out 21-3. They led what looked a very Sc strong Scottish team at the break, only for Scotland to come back and win 25-21. But France have named most of their big guns, Dupont's there, Intermarks there at 10 they're minus 16 and a half against a Scottish side that's made, I think, six changes. Also doesn't look a bad side, though. What are we what are we looking at here? We've got a points line of 45 and a half as well. Yeah, Brent, um, like yeah, like you said, the French they played away from home. They picked the youthful side last weekend and they they were in front 21-3. So you've got you've got to take that seriously. That even though they lost the game, to go up 21-3, that shows character from the youngsters. And now they've picked the, the big guns at home, 16 and off. It might might seem high or look high, but I don't think that's high. That's that's high for, for the French at home. Um, the Scots got their win last week. Um, I think they they will exper experiment a bit more with the, 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 the style they play this weekend as well. It's a way game for them. Um, I think France minus is the way to go, yeah. 
and I like this one more than, than the previous game, the, the, where I called the, the small play under Welsh. Plus, obviously, this is also a small play for me because I, I, I won't be going big on any of these warm-up games right up until the World Cup for the next few weeks, all, all, all small plays. But yeah, I like this one a bit more. So I think minus 16 and a half, that, that's a good bet. Right. Uh, uh, Darren, just say, where did I find the points lines? Poker bet, Darren. Um, they they seem to come out earlier than most of the points lines. I tend to use them mainly for poker. So I've, I've and, and the only reason I do that is I like to like keep a separate poker budget. And, and so for that reason, I'd be mainly focusing on the, on the poker there. But uh, they do have their points lines. And Henrik, I know you punt with poker bet. Can you get a decent yeah. bet on the points lines early? You can. Okay, so there we go. No, no, yeah. Brent, um, I, I use poker bet. Um, and like you said, I, I make most of my, my rugby bets at the moment at poker bet. I use poker bet and boil sports. That's the only two at the moment I use. And I can get decent um, bets on the points lines. But that um it's it's not poker bet that sets the, that those points lines right. um there's quite, there's quite a few south african bookmakers that seems to get the same feed from europe so this I, I can name you five or six off the top of my okay. head south african bookmakers that all has the exact same points lines and exact same odds to the the second decimal like 0.79 Perfectly, all the same. Everybody exactly the same. So they all get the same feed. So it's not like Pokebet come out. Or as much as I like Pokebet, and I would advise anyone to bet with them, it's not like they come out. For the, it, it comes from Europe. Okay, and it's not they like they come out alone. Yes. Yes. Uh, Darren saying France over thirty-five and a half seems to lower that line. Yeah, Darren, I agree with you. I'd be on French yeah. points there as well, uh, without uh, a doubt. Okay, so yeah, just to give you my views on that one, I do think that France will beat this handicap. I even like the halftime handicap at about the minus seven point five levels. And yes, Darren, I think you're spot on there. I like the I like the points I like the points line of France there at thirty point five. That certainly could even be one for the newsletter. Last week I was on France over twenty point five in the newsletter. I also unfortunately took some over twenty one point five, but thankfully the newsletter bet was over twenty point five. They scored all 21 of those points in the first half and never added to their tally. Right, that's the international games. Now, I haven't done, as I said, too much on the NPC, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring up, uh, let's bring up uh, Sunbet here. I'm just going to change the layout slightly and see if that's a bit better. There we go. Um, take the banner down and we'll bring up the, the NPC. Henrik, I don't know if this is all of the games, but I'm going to run through them with you and you can just let me know if you've got any views tomorrow morning we got counties manukau against hawks bay here we got uh, plus nine and a half the home team and we got a points line of 55.5 any views on that one okay so brent before i go through the games i just want to uh, say to the guys i didn't do a lot of my um, work on this and i've only seen seen teams for the first game for this counties and, and hawks bay game um, and I didn't check weather, so so I'm not gonna. My thoughts is right. No, no, thanks for that. Rather let the guys, yeah, let the guys know. Thanks, Henrik. Yeah. So I think counties, counties, Monica at home. I think they can stay within the cap. I see. I saw Brad Weber. Brad Weber is back for for Hawks Bay. For our Fakatawa started last week. Um, Hawks Bay were disappointing for me last week. I expected more from them. Counties were pretty good, um, so I, I um, think counties can stay um, within the cap here. And you know that fifty-five and a half seems a bit low. I think this game might have points in it. 
Um, this is not one of my stronger ones, but I, I like the plus more than, than the over the points. So plus nine and a half to play for me there. Well, looking at the live chat for Rita Green, counties to stay in this one. And Darren also coming in, loves counties to cover the caps. So nice to have some alignment there on that one. Let's move to the next game. This is, of course, Saturday morning, 4 o'clock. You're either getting home from a rough night or waking up early before you go on your morning jog. Guess which one I'll be doing. Well, it's Bay of Plenty <laughs> against Waikato. And here we've got a close game, Henrik. Minus one and a half, the Bay of Plenty. And we don't have a points line. Uh, while you're talking, though, I will go and have a look and see, if, for example, Pokerbet might have a might have a points line. They, they, I think they do have the points out, Brent. Um, the yeah. points for this one is 53 and off at the site. But yeah, I like they have plenty to win the game. Yeah, I think um, that's a pretty solid bet at home. Um, I expect they have plenty to beat. Waikato, they are a good site and they they probably going to be title contenders. But yeah, I like um, they have plenty to win the game. Yeah. Right, well, what I'm going to do then, just to make it a bit yes. easier, I'm going to bring up PokerBet's site here. Um, okay. And fortunately, I might have to move to my wife's computer. I, I, my computer was giving all sorts of nonsense tonight. That's why I moved here. And, uh, the oh, actual, yes. I don't have to take the monitor off. I can hear you while the monitor's on. It's actually much easier for me to run the show from my wife's computer. I don't think she'll be too happy to hear that. But anyway, let's move <laughs> on to the next game here. I'm on PokerBet now. I just want to see if I can see. I'm, I just want to maybe, I think I've got it blown up a bit. Big here, just yeah. make sure I can see the handicap. I'm, I'm, checking, I'm checking it on my phone as well, just beneath here, so I can I can see it. So Otago is plus five and a half. Um, at plus five and a half, dollar. okay. Yeah, and a 53 against, and a half um, point sign. 53 and a half, yeah. So this is obviously under the roof. Um, I, I, I would think it would, yeah, it should, it will be under the roof. So that um, 53 and a half looks a bit low. Uh, Wellington normally play exciting game of rugby and dog as well. So I think this game might have points. I think that 53 and a half is about seven points to the light. I would make it closer to 60 points for total points. So I think while I like the target on the plus, um, I, and I, that is my call on the handicap, I like the plus five and a half, but I think the overs on total points is a better bet here. Uh, I expect this game to have points. Right. Yeah, I'm keeping one. the sun bed open then as far as as far yeah. as the handicap goes, just from a, a, a point of view, normally I see the handicaps on PokerBet straight away there. But let, let's move on then to um, Tasman up against Auckland. I've got a feeling PokerBet yeah. have got an extra game, so we will come back to that. Um, minus yeah. three and a half Tasman here against Auckland, Henrik, and we've got a points line mm. of 53.5. Yeah, this is two of the big dogs. Um, and Tasman, last week, the, the defense was very impressive. Um so this time the 53 and a half points, I'm, I'd be looking at the undisplay. Yeah, I think both teams will will just try to win the game because it is two of the the two of the big dogs um, on the handicap. Um, probably Adam Tasman Tasman on the minus, but yeah, I, I don't I don't like the the minus on this one. I think go under some under two points and. It seems like a dangerous one on, on New Zealand teams to go under, but I think under 53 and a half um, is the call here, but not very confident. No no big bet here. Right. I did say I did no research, and that, that's not exactly a lie, but I did look at the results from last week. And I must say, if you were under punter last week in, in, in the MPC, mm -hmm. Henrik, you did okay. I was quite surprised at how low the points were. Yeah, no, it was it was interesting. Eh? Um, and again, the rule 
um, on, on the points, well, for me at least, and, and I know quite a few other guys like it as well. In the NPC, if you get a, a low um, first half, you go under, you go over at half time. And if there's points, a lot of points in the first half, you go under at half time. But especially if there's not a lot of points in the first half, you go over at half time. And normally, a lot of times, there's a game of two halves in the NPC. So you, you, you do well to wait until half time with all the games and then make a call. Um, and go overs or unders. Either way, depends on the first half with the points. Yeah, it sounds like quite a good strategy. I mean, it takes me uh, back to last week's game, Australia against New Zealand. I mean, Australia, we won the overs and they racked up 17 points in the first half. And, you know, a non-punter would have been smacking you on the back telling you that bet was landed. But you and I both knew, even with 40 minutes to go or 50 minutes to go, that it certainly wasn't, wasn't race over. That's experience talking. Yeah, you get so many games of two offs in rugby. It's, it's crazy. Eh? I'm not sure what happens at often. And the one team, normally it's the one team coming back. I don't think it's, and, and obviously you get you get the one team going away in the first half and then they are a bit complacent and the coach makes makes um, changes and stuff like that. So yeah, you you can get make good money if you if you if you. Like you say, it comes from experience. If you know how it works in italics, and and you 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 make a call at half time. If 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 you from experience, you, you actually see the, the kind of recipe how, how it works. It's difficult to explain, but you probably know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. The first time Panterbury go, what are these two guys talking about? But it's years and years of experience. It's years of being on the ropes taking those body blows from the bookmakers. Right, Shark Brain arriving on, on How's It Shark Brain? Good to, good to have you on the show. We're just going through a bit of NPC at the moment. I've got PokerBet's website up here. Uh, I've managed to just – I realized I had the thing zoomed in a bit too much. That's why I couldn't see the handicaps. So we've got North uh, Harbour here against Canterbury. We've got a plus nine and a half handicap and a 56.5 point points line. This game looks like it's at 4.05 on Sunday morning. Questionable whether it'll be televised, I guess. Yeah, um, I don't think any of the Sunday games. Normally, SuperSport doesn't televise the, the Sunday games. Um, they do one on Friday and maybe one or two on a Saturday morning, but normally not Sunday morning. Um, I've got a dodgy um, stream that I, I use. It's tough to get in. You, you have to like close or under pop-ups before you get into it, but normally I get to watch the games. Um, Sunday at 4 o'clock, I'm probably not going to watch this one, Brent. Um, but yeah, um, nine and a half. Uh, Canterbury were they were impressive last week. I, I didn't expect them to do as well away from them as they did. So I think you have to have respect for them in this one. So I, I'm going to call Canterbury on the minus here. But again, no confidence on this one. Um, the points line you you said it, but oh, 56, 57 thereabouts. Hmm. What, what's the let me just quickly check what's the Canterbury points line? Um, 32 and a half. I've got Canterbury overs, um, on that one. Um, if the weather is good, it is afternoon one, so yeah, yeah. I've got a feeling Canterbury overs, but I think the minus nine and a half is a better one, better than the, the points. All right, and then welcome to Dino, a name we haven't seen. For a while, Dino, I trust you getting warmed up for the World Cup and some excellent punting there. Right, next game, 
It's Rugby Southland, or Southland as we call them against Northland. Here we've got a very, almost a choice game. We've got Southland minus one and a half points. And a points line here, pretty low, Henrik. But I know Southland, I know there's been some stories from Thoughts on Sports on the show in the past about Southland. 48.5. Um, it's lower than your normal points line. Do we get involved? Yeah, they played in the deep south down in Invercargill um, and it's, it's very cold and it's lots of times very muddy and lots of rain down there. haven't checked the weather for this one. Um, but so so if the weather is good, I would like, I'd like the overs on, on southern points. But for me, Brent, this is, this is my strongest one on the NPC this weekend, um, southern to win the game. They opened up um, over 12 to 10 to win the game. So they have okay. to, they, and, and that was earlier this morning. It only opened up because Northland played against Taranaki yesterday. Northland oh, played yes. at home and they lost against Taranaki. And Northland, they, they've been really poor in both their games. Um, Southland, they played Waikato, I think, last week. Waikato, Wellington. Waikato, yeah, Waikato last week. And they were... Well, they were down in the first half, quite well down, but they came back a bit. Um, and I thought I didn't see the game. I spoke to one of my friends earlier today, and he said um, Waikato stepped off the pace um, in the second half. But he, uh, you have to respect Southland coming back. And Adam, with these two two lesser teams, if you can say it like that, you you've got to go for the home team. And I like Southland. Yeah. I have I've checked. I've watched Northland game yesterday, and I was on Northland on the plus, and I lost money on them, and they were really poor. I expected them to give to give no, no, um, Taranaki a much better game, although Taranaki has, they've got a very good pack. Um, but I like Southland to win here, Brenton. I think there will be more money for Southland. I, I would make Southland minus three and a half handicap uh, favorites here. So I like well, them. Well, actually likes Northland, but I have to bring that up because. Up until now, you and Farid have been in agreement on virtually every pick. And, I mean, that would have been unprecedented if we got through almost a whole show <laughs> without, without Farid and, and you butting heads. Just a comment on the Oracle. The Oracle, of course, owes me some beers after last week, a, a can, a case of beers, not a can of beers, a case of beers. I'll have to get down to Cape Town to have that with him after Australia managed to nail the points. We've got one more game to talk about, Henrik. Manawatu against Taranaki. Here we've got the home team. Fairly big underdogs at plus point ten half. And a points line here. Yeah, I said the last one was low at 48. Well, here we got 46. Yeah. Just a note on, on, on well, on this game and on the previous game um, with Northland um, and Taranaki both playing um, three games in eight days. Now. So, the, so they are the two teams that played a double um, game this round. Um, so that's another thing for me in favor of Southland for, for, for the game against Northland because Northland is the third game in, in eight days. And then Taranaki, again, um, it's their, um, their third game in eight days, or they're about seven, eight days. Um, Manawatu at home. Manawatu, they were impressive last week, staying well within the handicap. Um, and Taranaki, as good as they are up front, I think the plus is the way to go here. Yeah? And after Southland to win the game, this is my second strongest uh, fancy, Manawatu on the plus. Yeah, I like them. Right, 100%. Well, that brings us to the end of the this weekend's games. So what I want to do, Henrik, at this point is just pause to go through your best bets. Hang, stay, hang tight, though, guys. We're going to bring up the Rugby World Cup outright betting. There's been some squad announcements during the week, some very interesting 
calls made. I don't expect Hendrik to be able to list the entire Georgian squad. But no, I'm only kidding. We'll, we'll certainly focus on uh, probably South Africa, Australia, and that where there have been some, some interesting decisions. And we'll look at the odds there. But um, before we do that, Hendrik, let's go through what are your best bets for the weekend? Uh, Southland um, to, to win Brent. I like that. Southland to beat um, Northland. Um, and then also um, Manawatu on the plus. Um, that, that's my two best. Um, on the yeah, the two internationals, I'm not going to have a best bet on that, either of those two. So that, yeah, those two, Southland and uh, Manawatu plus. Southland win, Manawatu right. plus. Excellent. Well, to get my uh, best bet, you'll have to wait and, until the newsletter comes out tomorrow. Uh, just talking on last week, yes, we hit the bet. But Chris, I don't know if he's giving me a horse racing bet last week, but he he decided to get he gave us a best bet last week, which we included in the newsletter, and it arrived at the time of the newsletter. I know it was two to one. I'm not too sure what what price it went off at, but well done to Chris there. And let's hope he fancies something. I do like a little bit of horse racing on a Saturday as well. I'm just looking here now to bring up another website. We're going to talk Rugby World Cup now. And uh, let's take that best bets banner down and get the Rugby World Cup one up. Now, Henrik, we're getting very close. We're a month away from the World Cup. Yo, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting, it's 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 getting tense. It's getting exciting. We've had some big squad announcements this week, and I hope I didn't disappear there. My screen suddenly all went blank. But I'm going to bring up Bed Exchange aside. I enjoy Bedex for outright markets in particular. I must tell you guys. If you punch your golf, you've simply got to get a bet exchange account because their golf prices are phenomenal. I've got some monster prices on a few of my my fancies that are in, in this weekend's uh, FedEx uh, FedEx Cup um, tournament. But let's go into the betting. I'm going to run through it first, Henrik, and then we can just briefly touch on team by team. We've got New Zealand five to two. I'm a I'm a punter for many years. I know that you're not going to be backing them at five to two to win the tournament, even though I know you have got a bit a lot more respect for them now than you did a year ago. France are three to one. Ireland five to one. South Africa drifted. They were nine to two. They're out to five to one on the back of, I, I imagine, their squad announcement. Australia, who uh, we'll, we'll get to in a sec, I jumped to back them at twelve to one. Well, that price is absolutely unmoved. And England at twelve to one. We got twenty-five to one. Argentina forty to one. Scotland, Wales, Fiji, one hundred and sixty. So let's um, well, let's first of all see, Henrik. I know you've been quite strong on the box all the way through. Do you still feel they the play there at five to one? Yeah, I'm, I still feel there's lots of value on the box at that price, Brent. And, I, yeah, I haven't got my money down yet because I didn't expect money to come from the, for them. So I'm happy about the drift. I'm going to back the box to win, to win it closer to the World Cup. Um, I expect the price to hold or actually drift a bit more. Um, you've got to have respect for France, um, even though it's, it's less than 3 to 1 um, at home. I think France is a solid um, band. I won't be backing New Zealand. Ireland, Ireland never made the semi-finals. Um, as well as they are, have been playing, I can't back Ireland. Big value on Australia. I know you you like, you like you, you made a small bet on them. Um, obviously, no, like you said, it's not going to, your, in your tweet, it's not going to be your, your main bet. But at that price and with the, the, the side of the draw they are on, there is value on Australia. But for me, <clears throat> it's between France and South Africa. I think, uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, England, I, I'm not, England and Wales draw a line through them. England, they've been really poor on the Steve Portswick. I can't see England winning the tournament, even, even though they are on 
um, the, the other side of the draw. For me, it's just between France and, and, and the box. Yeah, I mean, the draw we've chatted about a lot. It really is a, a, a lopsided draw there. Just let's touch on Australia first. Well, I'm also going to talk about Argentina, but I see Shark Brain saying Argentina going to be the first country to hold the soccer and rugby World Cups at the, at the same time. That's a bold call. I think they're, what, 25 to 1? We'll get to that now. But Australia, Henrik, I know you were busy today. Did you see the Australian squad announcement? Quite interesting. Uh, calls there. Will Skelton is, is, is captain. And I see a lot of the Aussies are very disappointed. Hooper's out. Although I've got a feeling Hooper might have been carrying an injury. I don't know if there's anything mm. official on that. But what do you make of that Australian squad? Uh, you know, ultimately, I, I see Australians saying, oh, we're not going to get out the group. Well, I think they're definitely going to get out the group. And I, I see them in the semifinals. No, they're definitely going to get out of the group. How can they not get out of the group? They, they will surely get out of the group. Um, it's like you know, well, everybody's uh, said it. It's a very young squad. I actually, I'm actually looking at the squad on, a, on my other monitor just next to me. Um, Carter Gordon, uh, the only fly off. Interesting. I'm a fan of his. He's been he's been a bit bit uh, meet and miss um, with his first few yeah, games. Yeah, he's been a bit erratic. Yeah. Yeah, and now he's the only fly off in, in the squad. Um, yeah, so a guy like Quade Cooper not making it. I thought he would take Quaid Cooper just for his experience, but Quaid, he hasn't played well either. And like you said, Will Skelton out a captain. Very interesting one. I would have I would have made Tate Gordon a captain. Tate has been playing really well for the um, Reds, and when he's been their captain, he's, uh, he's led them well. Um, but they've got James Slipper in there as well, and he's, he's, um, he's a good leader as well. It's a very young squad, Brent, but there's, there's talent. Um, so... Eddie Jones, I, I like Eddie Jones, but yo, this this is an interesting one. I'm not sure what, what to make of it. It's 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 yeah, it's a, like a he's like a madman at the moment, to put it mildly. Um, so you you don't you don't really know what to expect from him. He's probably he might have something up his sleeve. I'm not sure. Um, the, the the price they are they're at the right price. They, you can't you can't make them shorter than that. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie has to have something special up up his sleeve with this one. With this young, um, you need experience in the World Cup, Brent. Experience counts for so much. So, yeah, I'm not sure what, what he's going to do. Um, yeah, what, what, what do you feel about this about the squad? Yeah, I also, I was I was expecting the likes of Quade Cooper to be there. I do, th I mean, I thought that first half they turned in against New Zealand, and I appreciate they still lost the game, but I thought that was absolutely incredible. I thought it gave us a glimpse of what Australia can do. As Farid says, they got an easier run to the semis. And Shark Brain says Australia won't make it out. They're going to get beaten by Argentina and Fiji. Not impossible, Shark Brain. But based on your Argentina pick for the tournament, I am worried if you're on, on something a little bit stronger than, than Lucas there tonight. But uh, yeah, I mean, certainly not impossible. But I yeah, I think Aussies are gonna, I think Aussies are gonna be a factor. I think Eddie Jones is a shrewd coach at the end of the day. And uh, quite interesting, though, with Will Skelton, captain. I mean, do you see Skelton, a guy who goes 80 minutes? I kind of see Skelton as a guy who goes hard for 50 and comes mm. off. So that, that, that I, thought, I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, no, that is. And, but then again, Eddie, he's always like uh, more than one uh, leader in his team, even in the, the days he coached the Brumbies. Um, so I'm sure, well, like, um, Will Skelton is the captain, but I think... Um, Tate, Tate McDermott's going to play a big leadership role as well for him and, and he's the guy, the guy who will go 90.
80 or 90 minutes. <clears throat> yeah, that's interesting because yeah, I suppose scrum off's also a position that does get subbed regularly. But I like I like McDermott there as well, and that's interesting. He's made him vice captain, so some very interesting calls uh, there. Um, Farid saying he doesn't know even if Skelton's captain the side. Good point, that Farid. I'm I'm not sure of that on that either. So yeah, interesting call. Let's talk about the South African squad quickly. So they're five to one. Now South Africa, of course, in the tough group with Ireland and Scotland. Now South Africa also going in only with one sort of confirmed fly-off. Obviously, you've got Willemsa. Uh, who can come in. And then you've got four scrum offs. Now, that I thought was bizarre. Henrik, I tweeted, and it got quite a lot of attention, that tweet. I tweeted, you know, sort of a bit tongue-in-cheek, but are we going to get a situation where one of those scrum halves or goes down and, and suddenly Pollard finds himself in the mix? Obviously, he's not fit enough yet to be named in the squad, but I've heard that he's still potentially part of the picture. Some strange decisions from, from let's call it from Ninaba as well. I'm saying Rassi, but it, of course, it's Ninaba. Is the what, do you, what did you make of the squad? Yeah, it is rusty. Brent, the squad is basically what I expected. Um, it, it's it's sad for for Lukanya Am that he's out. He's a big loss for me. He's, he's the biggest loss. I've never been a Andre Pollard fan. I've never never rated him. Um, he, he only plays well when when um, Vili Leroux is in the team and and Vili Vili is the guy who runs the back line. He is a attacking um, guy. He, he he gets the back line going. So as as long as Billy Leroux is there, I'm happy. Um, um, the thing I, I'm, I've never been a, a big Marnie Leboc fan, but he has grown a bit on me. He's been playing better. Um, I'm just concerned that that he does make some crucial mistakes at times. Where where Pollard is more a solid guy, he doesn't make. He, he's not that. He doesn't. Um, um, get the great plays that Marnie does sometimes. Marnie can do yeah, he's special not going to cut things. open a defense. Yeah, the special stuff that Marnie does. But but Marnie, he make he makes some stupid mistakes as well. So, and and you don't need that in in a playoff game because that can can cost you. So, but as long as as like I said, as, as long as Billy Leroux is there, I'm happy. I'm, and I'm I'm happy with the back line then. Um, it's going to be interesting what they do at 13 with Ambing out. Um, I've seen guys saying that Dalende on outside and Andre Esther is in inside. I'm a big Dalende fan at 12. Um, he does the job for the box. He bashes it up, goes over the <clears throat> um, advantage line. I'd go for Jesse Krill. I know a lot of, lots of guys don't like Jesse Krill, but Jesse Krill is a brilliant defender. And your 13 is your most important defender in the whole team. Um, and in the World Cup, you win the World Cup with defense. So I would be happy to put, to start Jesse Kula at 13. Um, and then, yo, uh, we've got a good pack. Um, we've got good props. We've got the best best rugby player in the world in France. Malabar start there as long as he's there. You know your scrum's not going anywhere. Um, got good hookers. We've got great locks. Good Lucy's. So yeah, I'm happy with the box squad. Um there is the, the concern with just the one fly off. But but we have we, we've known we, we've only had Andre Pollard before this and Marnie only came through this year. So we've uh, the box had, last year they, they at Fafta Clack at, at fly off for for a long time of the so, yeah, I, I'm a bit concerned about the, the goal kicking as well because um, we've had Cheston kicking a goal, we've got Faf kicking a goal, and Marnie 
this last game, last Saturday, again, he was a bit erratic with his goal kicking. So that is a concern. So hopefully our defence will be good because defence wins World Cups. Yeah, and if I think of Pollard over the years, Pollard's had some very erratic goal-kicking performances. The beauty of Pollard, I guess, is when it's been the big game, he's always stepped up. Like that final against England, he was superb. You know, He was superb. He kicked the winner against Wales. So he mm. was it. And, and, and let's hope Marnie can also can also step up like that. But I, I agree with you. I quite like I'm, I'm, I certainly don't think there should be any overreaction there. Whichever way you look at South Africa, I've got a very hard route to, to the final, no doubt about that. Let's just go to the top team on the on the list in New Zealand, um, Henrik. I know over the years you haven't been a Foster fan, and neither have I, um, possibly influenced by yourself. Now, Foster's still at the helm, but let's face it, what's changed is he sort of had a, his his coaching staff removed, and they said, yeah, use these guys, uh, uh, Schmidt and Ryan, and, and it's been totally different New Zealand side. Personally, no value there at 5-2. to two. They've also got one hell of a hard route through the final, but... If the, last year this time we were saying New Zealand can't win the World Cup, I don't know about you, but I'm not prepared to say that this, at, at the moment. No, I agree, Brent. They, they can definitely win it. And the, they've shown that they've been... That, that game against the box um, in, in New Zealand, that first 15 or so minutes, they were brilliant. Um, last week, the comeback in the second half was, was quite good against the Australian team playing well. As long as they have Richie Mwanga at 10, they are, will be playing well. And ever since Jason Ryan has started coaching the forwards, they've, they've turned, it, turned it around and they look impressive. So I, I'm not going to say they can't win. But like you said, at that price, um, I'm not going to back them at that price. I, I don't think there's any value at that price. And France are 3-1. to one, and They are at home. They were 10-1 to one for this tournament when the last World Cup ended. They've consistently shortened. I think New Zealand have sort of displaced them as favourites now. Um, I mean, it's going to be big. But then again, who would want to be playing France in front of a, a home crowd? They've also got a tough draw in the sense that they play likely Ireland or South Africa in the quarters. But a much mm. easier route out of the group than, for example, South Africa and Ireland have. They don't have a Scotland lurking in their group. Mm. What do you think of them? Are you, I think you kind of know where I'm going with this. You kind of know where my money's probably going, eh? Yeah, and I agree with you, Brent. I think that... France at home, and the way they are playing, the coach staff, the squad staff, this is probably the most settled squad that France have gone into World Cup with. They, lots of times before, they, they weren't sure how, how to pick the team. You'd have one team the one week, other team the next week. Now you know what France's best team is. And playing at home, I think that's that's a very good price on them. I, sh I think at home they should be favourites. Um, I, I would swap them and New Zealand around um, with the, the prices, and then I would still back France at that price. So at three to one, I think there's there's some value in France. That's it. You just feel like you've got to get through that that jolly quarterfinal uh, quarterfinal game, and you'll be okay. It's certainly a strange strange from a betting perspective. Ireland at five to one. You mentioned they haven't made semis. Um, you know, interesting to see how Johnny Sexton goes, but. Yeah, same thing. I suppose it's it's only right that they're similar price to South Africa at, at, at five to one. Uh, twenty-five to one Argentina, Henrik. Now Shark Brain, who has made some controversial statements in the live chat, I must tell you tonight. <laughs> he has said Argentina can win the World Cup. Now they're twenty-five to one. They got a pretty easy group. They're with England in the group, and then uh, likely play Australia or Wales in the quarterfinals, depending on how things go there. So they've got a 
a reasonable march to the, you'd say they've got a reasonable shot at making the semis. The question is, can they then roll one of the big boys? Brent, um, I expect Argentina to win their group. Um, I, I, I see them beating England. Um, so I, I'm expecting them to, to finish top. And you said then they play Australia or Wales, probably. And yes, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think they can beat those two, one of those. So I think I, I can see Argentina making the semis at least. Yes, well, I'm expecting, a, I'm expecting Australia to top the group and potentially England. Yeah, I, I'm actually hoping they don't play Argentina because, as, as you know, I've got a bit. I mean, sorry, they don't play Australia because I've got a bit of bucks on there. Mm -hmm. But nothing else, I don't think. That, um, you've got 40 to 1 Scotland and Wales. You know, the thing about the World Cup is, you know, how many teams can really win the World Cup? You know, mm. maybe five or, or so. So, yeah. yes, Scotland might shot and go out the group. But, you know, then they run into a New Zealand or a, a France in the mm. quarterfinal. It really is hard to see them, hard to see them yeah. going any further. And then, okay, so I won't go through the group betting. Now, as you can imagine, uh, Pool C and D are pretty uh, lopsided with the betting, where you get a very competitive pool. pool I think we're in Pool A. And... Mm. Um, and I'll quickly run through. Brent, I think there's value in Argentina topping their um, their pool. It's obviously it, 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 yeah, their group. Um, so it's it's they have to beat England to top the group. Um, so you're getting a price of, of more than two to one, about twenty two to ten, twenty two to ten thereabouts on Argentina to beat England. And I think that's a good right. one. I expect the price to be lower. When they play the game against each other, so yeah, I like Argentina to win Pool D. Right. Well, we'll certainly be focusing more on the World Cup in the coming weeks. But Henrik, let me ask you this: We don't have a lot of exotic markets out from what I've seen, and I'm talking long-term plays. Any you particularly looking out for? I mean, I always enjoy things like top point scorer. I know Oracle was very strong on Pollard in the last tournament, and and <clears> and, and and won nicely on that one. But you get top point scorer, top try scorer. Any particular markets you're looking forward to seeing the bookies price up? Brent, I, I like the, the total points for the tournament and total tries for the tournament, for the tournament those type of um, bets. Um, last tournament, um, I got on the, the total tries and total points on the unders for, for, for the whole tournament, and it yes. came through easily. Um, it, it, it came really easily. Um, so, yeah, normally the thing is the, the defences are much better. The lesser teams are in camp much longer before the World Cup than yes. they would normally be for, for junior international something like that. So that makes the pluses better as well. So all the if you get a big handicap, you, you have to go for a plus. Very seldom um, in a World Cup does a, a big team beat the minus on a big handicap because the, the, the lesser team has been in camp for longer. They are giving it the all for the World Cup. They are playing just for the World Cup and, and the the, the bigger team, they just want to win the game, maybe get the bonus point. They are not worried that much about points difference because, like you said, the pools are fairly predictable who will end the first and second. It's not really going to come down to points difference. So the plus is the way to go on the games. And then, yeah, like I said, on the, on the long terms, I'm looking for those markets. I'm not sure whether we're going to get them. But I would be again be looking on unders and total points and total tries for the tournament. Yeah, 
I've got no doubt we definitely will get them. And it's certainly something we've got to give a bit of thought to before the line even comes out, because I can imagine moving it moving pretty pretty quickly. I'd like to go and look back. I might even have written an article or two in the 2019 World Cup and see what the lines were there and the sort of average points per game. But I fully agree with you. Um, the gap between the top and bottom is still pretty large, but it's got it, it's getting smaller every year. And it's getting harder. You're not getting those results, that ridiculous score against Japan in the 95 World Cup from New Zealand where they, what did they score, like 121 or something, something crazy. No, that. Those sort of results are not getting so, yeah. yeah, lots to look forward to. I remember one World Cup, I sold shirt numbers. You know, we don't have South Africa bookies doing, doing spreads anymore, but I sold shirt numbers in every game for 50 rand a point. And I think I ended up making something like three or 4,000 rand with that experiment. Sure. Yeah, but... but there was a stop loss of 40. I think I did it with sport, what was it called? Sports bet at the time. There was oh, yes. a stop loss of 40. So the odd game that ran a mock where you got like a ridiculous thing, and I only lost 40 units. And that made a difference because if you look at some of the overseas uh, spread guys like SpreadX, they don't have a stopper. So you can hmm. win consistently and then you can have one game which absolutely, absolutely yeah. teams out. But maybe I'll look to get my spread betting account <laughs> going again for the Rugby World Cup. But Henrik, mate, it's been great having you on. Um, we'll definitely be talking to you in the build-up to the World Cup. We've got a few more friendlies on that. Uh, but yeah, have a have a yeah. have a great uh, punting weekend. Thanks, Brent. Yeah, and, um, thanks for having me. And yeah, looking forward to the next few weeks. Going to be exciting. Um, and yeah, don't break the bank this weekend, guys. Um, it's not not an important game. So rather keep the money for the, for the big thing. Um, but good luck, uh, anybody having a punt. Excellent. And thanks to all the boys in the live chat. I've missed some of the latest comments there. I think some discussion around Wayne Smith. But thanks, boys. Have a good weekend. And we'll be back next week, Thursday, 9 o'clock, with the rugby chat. <laughs> with the handicap. Jeez, I think I'm the one who's been potting here tonight with the handicap <laughs> rugby chat. That matters. <laughs>